ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Untapped Podcast. My name is Jacob Gable. And my name is Jacob Words, guys. Welcome to season three, episode number 17. Dude, let's go. Let's do it. Guys, if this is your first time joining us for the Untapped Podcast, first of all, thank you for choosing us to listen to and welcome. We are so, so thankful and happy to have you here. Mm -hmm. We actually have five main formats of our show. So first, we have Forging Fortitude episodes. In these episodes, we cover the mental side of our brand. This is where we cover a lot of mentality and mindset type content. We go through a lot of the things that we've gone through, how we've ever overcome those, and we try to pass on advice for you to then use it in your own life. Nice. Next, and this is what we have today, physical vitality episodes. On this, In these episodes, excuse me, in these episodes, this is where we cover the physical side of the brand, okay? Yeah. We get to showcase our expertise a bit here because you have two certified personal trainers. So in these episodes, we cover the gym, diet, nutrition, workouts, fitness programs like 75 Hard, um, outdoor workouts, things that have to do with the physical side, okay? Yep. Beautiful, dude. Our third format is our breaking news format. Now, the breaking news format, guys, is a current event-based format. Now, we talk about our opinions on certain issues, and we go over articles that you know might be new in the news cycle, that, hence the breaking news part of the, sure. the title. Now, we also talk about how history connects to current day events, because mm -hmm. a lot of the times history does repeat itself, and we like Absolutely. to call that bullshit out because we see it, right? and we want everybody else to see it too. Our fourth format, ladies and gentlemen, is our Knight's Table episodes. Knight's Table episodes are masculinity-based episodes. Mm -hmm. Those are where we really promote the importance of masculinity in our current society. Now, keep in mind, I'm 25, Wurtz is 24, my brother is 23. We are guys that are bringing you along the journey of becoming that strong father, strong husband, you know, a man worthy of respect in this world. Mm -hmm. And that is what we really think is going to turn this thing around in this country. Absolutely. Our fifth format is our guest format. You can probably guess what that means. That is when we sit down with a fitness professional, entrepreneur, somebody that is a professional in their field of some sort, as long as they bring you value, we want to have them on. We end up having a really good conversation with these people. Yeah. Literally every one of our episodes has been that way, and that's been so much fun. We end up learning a lot of things from these episodes, 100%. too, every time. Now, our final thing to introduce, guys, is our producer and my brother, Mitchell Gable. What's the word, y'all? Money Mitch. What's up, dude? Money Mitch is in the house. Not much. Give us some wisdom real quick. Yeah. Uh, Anything. A little, little dad advice. There's nothing going on up there. <laughs> <laughs> Just that, that mustache, though. That mustache. The mustache is up there, so something's going on great. up there. It's looking yeah. good. It's looking good. Who did that for you? Uh, Wake up, jerts. Yeah. Uh -huh. Wake up, jerts. <laughs> yeah. That was good, man. Bro, he, ro he rolled up to Saturday jiu-jitsu class with that thing, and everybody was like, dude, that looks sick. Because it did. He, lo he looked like a full-blown like black belt, pretty much. It, like, you basically like are given the black belt when you have the handlebar mustache going. Hell you know, yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, dude. <laughs> pretty sweet. Took us a few tries here to get this. I shouldn't say we. I take that back. Took me a few tries to get this the, podcast. The thing rolling. is, though, I can't chirp because you know I've done the same shit before. Yeah. So it's like I I can't sit over here and be like, oh, I'm always perfect at podcasting. <laughs> you know that would be asinine of me to do right. that. So right. It's dude again. We're ninety plus in, mm -hmm. but we still have kicks iron out. It, oh yeah. It's part of the game, and I I think what's crazy about that too is they even the bigger podcasts have talked. Oh yeah, we still have to iron things out oh, and perfect yeah, yeah, things yeah. and whatnot. And, sure. You know, that's just part of the game, I think. Right. And right. I, is that a big deal? I don't think so. Right. But, you know, it, it, it could be worse. So, yeah. But anyways, guys, we have a very exciting topic to dive into. Yeah. Today. At least in my opinion, I'm really excited Absolutely. about this one. Yeah. It's going to be our first uh, physical vitality one in a little bit. Probably, I don't know, in five or six episodes. Yeah, I want to say the last yeah. one we did, was it um, 
either the the our fitness programs dangerous yeah. or the part two to why you're not gaining muscle. That's what it was. You're right. It was the fitness programs because that I was what sort of was actually yeah. a lot of fun because that was almost that a combination yeah. of a breaking news. You know, it, it was um, because it ended up being a article. And what again, this Andrea Bimbo wrote the article or whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> Is that what her name was? Gosh, bro, that yeah, that's some, some Andrea Bimbo or whatever her name was. Yeah, confirmed name. Yeah, confirmed, confirmed name. name. <laughs> yeah, we we did look that up after the episode, guys, just to, just to make sure that was a confirmed <laughs> name, and it ended up being correct. Right. You know, surprisingly right. enough. Um, but yeah, guys, we wanted to bring you an episode on what we would do if we were currently either fat or overweight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's pretty funny. And, by the way, if you see a cat walking through, guys, <laughs> just be ready for that. He's, for some reason, really active right now, and he's usually not. Well, we are in a new studio. We did kind of breeze over that. That's, we did, actually, we did breeze over that. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of a little cool thing to do. You probably, yeah. probably see all brick wall back here, which actually we thought looked really looks cool. Looks awesome. Looks awesome. Um, for those of you on YouTube, you'll obviously realize that pretty quickly that we're not shoved into a corner anymore. It, that is a nice feeling. Yeah. I, I will say it, the open air feeling is a little bit, yeah. Better. Although you feel so far away, dude. That's That was what I was going to say. I think I'm talking to you from a mile away here. I can't, but, I can't reach you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. There's always got to be something sus in these podcasts. Yeah, it has to be. I think we do it just so Mitch can insert the memes in yeah, on dude, YouTube. Yeah, because they're so funny. Yeah, but again, this if you watch YouTube for one reason, it's purely for the memes that Mitchell puts on top of the edits. It's absolutely hilarious. You so know, the ro- the rock meme, Drewski might be thrown right. in there. Who what knows? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think Mitch, can you confirm this? Is that your favorite one? No, I think The Rock's my favorite one. <laughs> the Rock with, with the, the stupid, with the raised eyebrow. No, where, where is stupid, that from? Like, why is he doing that? The stupid what was the context there. The I stupid know, yeah. vine sound over the. <laughs> 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 so funny! Oh man, uh, so dude. funny. We're a funny podcast, well, obviously. Yeah, we're it's, informational, it's, educational, and comedic, and hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. And, like a confirmed. It's confirmed. Type of yeah, yeah, genre. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is great. Um, guys, so diving into our topic for mm-hmm. the day. Again, like I said, it's about, and you already read it, of course, on the as you clicked on the video, but it said what we would do if we were currently either fat, and this also is including it, or overweight. Yes. Because I think a lot of the times we we let slip under the rug that being overweight is also not a good thing no, for your health not. markers whatsoever. Like, definitely yeah, not. you can be a little bit overweight or whatever. Oh, like, and maybe be okay. But because of course, like somebody, maybe in my case on my BMI, I might be overweight, but that's a different story. Six, Check. four jacked and good looking. Thank you, sir. Needed that. Um, that was, that was a helpful one uh, for the <laughs> ego. Now I'm dialed in. Um, but again, so we got to be careful with how we phrase overweight, of course, sure. but I think our listeners are intelligent enough to know what we mean when we talk right, about right. overweight in this scenario. Well, and that's why, you know, we've talked about this back in season two. Um, we've talked about it in almost any episode where, whether it's an EX fit, which again, that's from season two or physical vitality. Yep. That's why using BMI as the only indicator it's to figure out if you're overweight, if you're underweight, if you're just right, it's going to be, there's nuance that comes with that because Definitely. like you were just saying in your case, it would tell you that you're overweight. Correct. You know, being six four, what two thirty or so? About two thirty. Yeah. Right about. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. that would tell you you're overweight. When in reality, we can look at you and know that you're not overweight. Exactly. You yeah. Know? And that's when the in body comes into play, of course. Sure. You know. Absolutely. And that that'll just come, guys. As we talk about this, that'll become with a fitness journey. Mm-hmm. Like you'll be able to tell. Okay, am I actually overweight or am mm-hmm. I, you know, a pretty beefy dude, so to speak? You know, because yeah, right. a lot of times you consider an offensive lineman in the NFL an overweight guy. Sure. But they're not. They're 
they're, they're, they are. They're, they're some big dudes. They're, yes, yeah. yes. They are. Like, if they were just walking around as normal people, quote-unquote normal people, not go. professional athletes at the highest level of their game, they 100%, without a doubt, are overweight. That's, yeah. You know, and that's honestly what makes those types of positions even more impressive, I think. You know, because everyone wants to look at the quarterback, the Absolutely. running backs, you know, like the the sexy positions, mm-hmm. you know, the fun ones. But that's what makes those guys even more impressive when they are able to sustain a, you know, 10, 11, 12, some lineman 15-year career in the NFL as mm-hmm. an offensive lineman is because you got to be 300-plus to yep. be successful because you have 300-pound exactly. defensive linemen who are strong at 300. Not just fat, not scary that, humans. Oh yeah, and they're fast. Yes, like it's they insane. they run a faster forty than all of us in this room. I know by a good amount. Yeah, at three hundred pounds. Yeah, which it's is insane. horrifying. It's insane, horrifying. But yeah. you're you're right because there's a big distinction there. But it's also like one of those things that guys we bring these up because that's not the average population. Right. That is right. they are they are outside of the norm because yes. because again like Ward said like they can maintain a fifteen year career in the NFL, mm-hmm. but even then no matter. No matter if they're elite athletes or not, it's still going to be hard on their body to be 300 pounds. Extremely, yeah. Especially their knees. Oh, knees yeah. are one of those the things. Back. Ankles are another one. Back is another one. Yeah. They they take a little bit more of a beating. Sure. Naturally, as being an over overweight person, right? Even though their muscle mass might be through the roof, right? Still going to be to that point. So we wanted to differentiate that, guys, real quick for you. But the first point we wanted to dive into, and I'm really glad you put this for us here because it's a phenomenal one, is being honest with your starting position Mm -hmm. you know you you can speak on this a little bit i want you to start with this because i think you have a phenomenal anecdotal story for this yeah well i mean it's just you know the hardest point whether you're under or overweight is this is being honest with yourself okay because Mm -hmm. you know i think i think david goggins has a has a line or a, a segment that he talks on where you know yeah it might be mean when people call you fat or they might be mean when people call you stupid or it might be mean when you know people call you something derogatory like mm-hmm. that. And he goes, yeah, it might be mean, it might hurt your feelings, but you might just be fat, you know? Yep. And so mm-hmm. when you start to realize it, because, you know, maybe you maybe you see that the that your stomach is sticking out a little bit more, you know, maybe clothes are getting to be a little bit tighter in spots you don't want them to be tighter in. Maybe the love mm-hmm. handles are coming out a little bit more. Um, you know, there's saggy skin maybe on your tricep area, you know, on the under parts of your yep. arms, you know, Absolutely. where it, you know, it jiggles and stuff. Like it, it it sounds funny, but it's true. You know, so maybe you start to recognize some of those things. It starts with being honest with yourself, guys. And and I've talked about this in the past, you know, kind of my my story as far as being, you know, pretty overweight at about 265 pounds of my heaviest, you know, it took me having some kind of real heart-to-heart conversations with the guy in the mirror, okay? Because I knew the path that I was headed down, you know? Or I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I did not know, and I did not realize the path that I was headed down until I did, because I was literally standing. I just got out of the shower. I was standing, looking in the mirror one night, and I was like, damn, dude. Like, this is not good. The direction we're heading right yeah. now, the path we're headed down, like, this this is not good. And, you know, I, I, I've thought a lot about this now. I've reflected on it a lot about it now as well. You know, had I continued down that path and had any number of things not happened, such as us reconnecting, you know, uh, what was that back in July 2020? Yes. So, wow, almost three years. Well, actually, te- if you want to be technical, June. Was that, it June? Yeah. Okay. If you, if you want to be like, you know, technical about yeah, it. Yeah, but no, no, we actually sure. really got going in July at the time. Uh, sure. Yeah. Anyway. 
any number of things doesn't happen, including that, you know, if I continued on down that path, I could have been headed down a, a road for early death. You know, in heart my, disease, heart disease, cardiovascular yeah. issues, any number of issues. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, cognitive decline, like our physiological. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Anyway, that's not a breaking news a, episode. That's a breaking news Gosh. topic. Um, <laughs> but also, also there is truth to that because I have that coming from both sides of my family, my mom and my dad's side. You know, as far yep. as the dementia and Alzheimer's and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. so I could have escalated that, or or um, uh, what's the expedited the path to that, you know, had I continued on. So I had to have these real conversations with myself. And I also realized that mentally I was not heading in a right, in a good direction. Mm. You know, I was, I was just having, you know, not great thoughts and, and finding myself in dark, dark conversations with myself where I was just kind of just hated myself. And, you know, that's, that's putting you in a path towards depression, you know, and, and anxiety and stress, which just adds on top of being overweight, you know, because the more stress that you put on yourself, the more anxiousness you have, the more you're going to release cortisol. Obviously, I didn't know that at the time, but now I do. And that is why so many people keep fat in their stomach, because exactly. that's exactly where Especially cortisol men. sits. Especially, Especially men. men. Mm-hmm. There and in the love handles, which is like your lower back area. You know, so if you're sitting there thinking like, I don't think that's me, and then maybe reach around, feel your lower back. Is it a little squishy back there? Well, that's what that is, you know. So... It's the hardest possible thing to do, but it's the number one thing that you have to do is be honest with yourself. You have to have that conversation with yourself in the mirror. You can't, there's no one to lie to. The only person that you would be lying to would be you. And you're going to know if you're telling yourself the truth or not. Okay. And that's not the time to be doing that. It is not. You can lie and try to put on a face to your friends or to the people around you, your coworkers, whoever. But when you're literally face to face with yourself in the mirror, there's nowhere to hide. There's absolutely nowhere to go. There's there's nothing to hide behind. So that is the exact moment that you've got to be honest with yourself. Okay? And it's hard to do. I get it. It's scary. And you might kind of hurt your own feelings in a way. But as long as you can take that criticism constructively, that's where change can start to be made. Love it, dude. You know? And and that plays for both sides of it, whether you're under or overweight. Mm. I think it's just generally a little bit more... Um, it's caught a little bit more often from the overweight side because when people are underweight, you could still have abs that show. You could still have a lot of veins that yep. show. So you might confuse it with like, yeah, I'm in shape. Like, I look good. Okay, do you look good though? There you like, go. do you honestly look good? Do you feel good? Do you have energy? You know, stuff like that. And obviously that's where you come from. Mm. But it, um, it, it's just, it's the number one thing that you have to do and I can't stress that enough. And then it never stops. Having those conversations with yourself never, ever stops. Once you start on this path of self-improvement, you're always going to continue to want more. So those conversations have to continue to happen. Now, if you put the correct people around you, you may not have to have those conversations with yourself as often because you have people around you that are willing to have the conversations with you and bring things up with you, knowing that they're tough, they're hard, and they're honest conversations, but they're also in your best interest. You know, mm-hmm. you and I have been at that point for uh, many years, many years, you know, yep. and without it, I mean, we, we wouldn't be where we're at right now as far as you and I go. Hell no. You know, we wouldn't have this podcast still mm-hmm. going. We wouldn't have the things that we're literally on the cusp of with our business right now, you know, so you have to get to a point as far as 
the people around you. And we talked about that in the Time is Money episode just a couple back. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also kind of briefly talked on that subject in our most recent episode before this one, the Q&A episode we did, you know? So, I don't know. It's just the number one thing you got to do. I actually wanted to take a quick side note from what you said about, because you were talking about expediting the process and, spe- so so to speak, speeding up the process toward dementia or Alzheimer's sure. when it comes to your family. Yeah. I wanted to say something, guys. Don't skip over that point because that's important. If you take care of your health, it's actually shown to have connections with decreasing chances of that too. Absolutely. As well. Yeah. It And this is pretty new research in the last 10, 20 years that's shown mm-hmm. that the healthier you are, the better chance you have of avoiding complications with dementia and Alzheimer's. And, so, and avoiding a fake disease called COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. That's to- also breaking news. Totally, totally a real disease, dude. Yeah. Okay, you yeah. offended me. <laughs> Very scary pandemic that we. Very scary. Everybody died. Yeah. Well, Bill Gates is actually going to say he said we are going to have another bigger one, more dangerous mm, one. Bring so. it on! I'll just get healthier then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll just get more Jack, Bill. What are you going to do about that? First swarm's going to get more of my money on something. <laughs> <laughs> just all their vitamin C by yes. by all of it. You dump it in my shake. Come on, come on. <laughs> I didn't take care of my immune system. You take 25 servings a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You just you just take shots of ivermectin every day. You crush it up and dissolve it and just take shots of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> <laughs> just have it on tap, ready to go. <laughs> on tap. Hey, yeah. Just a tap of it, like a draft. <laughs> That's crazy. You, you liquefy it. <laughs> How did you come up with that on the fly? That's crazy. Oh, well, my God. Because I am hilarious. Because you're... Very funny. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. But guys, I, I so I didn't want to just gloss over that fact because I think a lot of people think that cognitive health is somehow set. This is why we started the business. Yes. They, they think cognitive health is separate from physical health. Mm. It's not at all. No. If, if you take care of your physical body, guess what? You have that health span that we talked about, that we talked about in Time is Money, yes. season three, episode 15. And then guess what? Hypothetically, you start decreasing symptoms of Alzheimer's and dementia down the road. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And you have more time with your family. Yeah. All the time's a good yeah. stuff. Well, because the more Love you stimulate it, your stimulate your mind and the more you keep it active throughout your life, the more and more you're going to do exactly what you just said, push those symptoms away for Alzheimer's and dementia specifically. You know, it's yeah. there's a big, you can tell when there's older couples. And honestly, my, um, my grandma on my dad's side is a perfect example of this. She is... 83 maybe i want to say 83 awesome and she is still now she's getting older there's just little things here and there where it's like okay yeah she's getting older but she stays extremely active and i don't necessarily just mean like walking her dog or going for walks now she does do that um to the best of her capabilities but she's still very active in her church in her community you Mm -hmm. know she still volunteers for the vote um voting days you know she uh volunteers at the she's one of the polling officers at the polls yeah um and and that's just a to name a couple. So she stays extremely active. So her mind is always having to work. Cognitive health. It's not just that she sits there and just plays, you know, crossword puzzles all day long. And then her cognitive health just plummets, you know, like we see with some people, you know. So that's just a good example of that. My grandma on my mom's side, she lives out west. So she's able to be outside a lot in nature, mm-hmm. in the on the hiking trails and all these other things. So it's the exact same thing. She stays active. And she has stayed very, very, very healthy. Love it. You know, so it's awesome to see. Dude, that is that is really good to see and hear yeah. from you on your end because yeah. I think the elderly population, especially in general, 
our population is lazy as it is right now. Oh, sure. But if we can help people catch it before they hit the 50 to 60 or mm-hmm. even early, hopefully as early as possible, of course, but that older generation, if we can show them things like that, where mm-hmm. you're still involved, where you're still being active and whatnot, yeah. it's so key for their long-term health as Absolutely, well. Yeah. You, you, it's not just like once you hit 70, you stop being active. You That's, just sit and watch movies all day like, long. Like the, I don't think... No, I'm good. No. Nope. Absolutely not. Yeah. I, I'm still going to be picking up weight at that point in time. Yeah, I'm still going to be driving my Ferrari at that time. You're damn right. Damn <laughs> right, bro. <laughs> Little LaFerrari. Yeah. Ugh. Let's hey on our seventieth mm. birthdays. Let's let's have a street race. We should. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Deal. No, it's we'll, on video. We'll, we'll come. We'll come back to our high school. <laughs> just fast it down one hundred and nine, <laughs> and just get full full blown pulled over because those roads. Brown they won't are, catch up. That's also true. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> hey, th- we got to shake on this. This is this is something we're gonna. Yeah, do Yeah, I'm hundred percent down for this. I'm yeah full blown down for this. <laughs> but guys, I I also wanted to. Real quick, hit on what one thing Wirtz said, too. He was saying he was pointing out certain things on his body. He was like, was I catching myself? You know, I could see my belly getting bigger. Was I catching myself? I could feel my love handles getting larger and whatnot. My face. You've seen it, too. My face specifically really shows it. We we literally found an old picture from high school. And it it was much more blown up. Yeah. Yeah, And I wasn't even, like, crazy out of shape or anything like that Exactly. You were playing high school sports that time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So... And it shows how different of a change you've made now. Yeah, yeah. stretch and you're, marks, and you're much faster. We're another now one. too. Oh, yeah, That's I'm faster, stronger than I've ever been. Hundred percent. That's playing high school and college sports, which is sick because yeah. I'm in the same realm. Yeah, exactly. I'm easily the most fit I've ever been now, yeah, and I'm dude. 25, and I'm yeah. again out of college, high school sports, whatever. Right. Which is awesome to say. Right. But another thing that actually came off of uh, the fact that you were faster is. Are you getting out of breath more? Are you going upstairs? Mm, you catching good yourself indicator. <sighs> like that? Yeah, going up or down the stairs is a big one. That I mean, that's a pretty. I, I've seen most people that are overweight or obese. Oh yeah. I mean, you, you know, when we walk up the stairs at a Cardinals game or whatever, and you look around you, and these people are look like they just, just got heaving. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like they're about to die. I know. So some it's like, of them legitimately too. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, some of them. It might be in the next couple of years, yeah, yeah, which is awful. Right. But, again, that's the state of our country. But if you're catching yourself doing things like that, guys, mm-hmm. this is – and the reason we're saying this, because this, this is the stage where you catch yourself. This is that – what we're going to dive into of the five stages to change. It's that stage where you're like, do I have an issue? Mm-hmm. Do I have an issue going on? Yeah. Because a lot of people will ignore those issues until right. they get to like 350. Sure. Oh, I'm fine. I'm just a big boy. Right. This is a big guy. Right. You know, I'm big boned or whatever. Yeah, and big bone. I hate that. Uh, what is that? It's not a thing. No. <laughs> it, wh- whoever told you it was a thing, they lied to you. Because those of you that are listening. But it's not a thing. That's some magical word they made up to <laughs> make you feel okay with being a fat slob. Yeah, yeah. But, I literally I mean, know. truthfully. Yeah. 100%. Because they want you, guess what? If you're on fat, their prescriptions. they want you on their prescriptions. They yep. want to make money off you because you're an ultimate customer doing that. That's the that's a long-term process. Bingo. That's there's a, the, there's yeah, the that, money shot. That's the money shot of we, we, uh, all this. Yeah. Wait. We might need to find some conspiracy glasses to put on for that oh, one. Shoot, dude. Let's do this. We got we got this we, one. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> for those of you not on video, we're just put glasses with hand glasses on with his own hands. <laughs> like we're back on Vine or something like that back in the day. Or we're like five. Yeah, or we're five years old. <laughs> oh man, we're back we're back on the on the playground or something like that now. Uh again, guys never grow up. We know that's true. Oh, 100%. So, and you you and I are examples of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mitchell's got the upside down ones. You look like Spider-Man over there right now. I don't know what's going on. 
We're, we're, we're losing our minds, guys. <laughs> um, but, but the reality of it is the overarching point is if you're fat, you're easy to control. You're also a lifelong customer of every corporation and government in the entire world, and that's what they want. Let me ask you something. <clears throat> Hit me. Would you rather be a lifelong customer to the government, big pharma, billionaires that you know don't have your best interests, aka Bill Gates, um, great guy, you know the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, you know any number of these things, right? Su- super uh, genuine individuals. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So there's mm-hmm. that's Group A. Okay, right. We got this them over here. Sweet. And this, this okay bubble. Good, good Group A. Good group so far. Okay. okay. <laughs> or would you rather be a lifelong customer of Group B over here? That's your local gym owner. Hmm. I think the answer is pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. I'll take B because B, one, one or, B over here, or please. In that same group you just listed with Bill and Klaus and all those yeah, yeah. all those studs. Yeah, over there, <laughs> over there. Uh, you could throw McDonald's and oh, Burger King sure. and all the nasty ass yeah. foods that right. you know that give you two thousand calories, but feel like you just ate ate a breath of air, yeah. and that's it. You ate one granola bar. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I think Nature Value Valley granola bars might have more satiation than a Big Mac. Literally, one hundred percent. Yeah, neither one fills us up. Neither. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. For for sure though, that's actually an excellent point. That the mm-hmm. fast food industry, excuse me, the fast food industry absolutely would be paired up with that other group as well. But Group B, you know, your local gym, even if it's a corporate gym, whatever. Would you rather be a lifelong customer of that, a natural way of healing your body? Healing your mind. You know, I'm, I'm obviously not talking about a broken arm or something. Don't go bench pressing when you have a broken arm. It's not. A, it's clearly not what I mean, okay? But if your back is continuing to hurt you, guess what? You can go to the gym. You can work on your hips. Now your back doesn't hurt, hmm. okay? Instead of taking pain pills, pain pills for the rest of your life, so then you're supporting group A, okay? I think it's pretty simple. You guys should let us know in the comments. Let us know what you think. Group A or group B? Yep, group A or group B. I, I think... I would hope the answers are clear, like you said. Yeah. I would hope so. But, guys, so we're going to dive into, like we mentioned, the five stages of change. Mm-hmm. And we kind of already dove in a little bit at the sure. start here, the introduction, of, and you can guess what these will look like. Mm-hmm. First one, number one stage is the pre-contemplation stage, the doing nothing stage, which is, by statistics, about 75% or plus of the population at minimum. On right. That's like the low numbers, 75% plus of right. our American population. Right. So that's pre-contemplation, doing nothing stage. You're not even attempting to make something worthwhile for your health. Mm-hmm. Second stage is your contemplation stage. Right. Your contemplation stage, you're like, you start recognizing, like we said, you start looking at yourself in the mirror. Man, my face looks much more puffy yeah. than it should. A little Michelin man-like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michelin man. There we go. That's a good That's a good comparison. <laughs> Sloppy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mitch just said, "Go ahead, go ahead, come, come on, on. Yeah, let you got a mic for Pillsbury Doughboy." <laughs> <laughs> that contemplation stage, you start picking up on that Pillsbury Doughboy, mm-hmm. and you start realizing, "Oh, I'm getting out of breath." Yeah, walking up three stairs. Yeah, not three flights of stairs, three stairs. Yeah, and you're you're done for. Right. They also call this the awareness stage. Yes. Yeah, that might it, might click a little bit better. Exactly. The yeah. awareness. The. Uh, yeah, you, you're, just, you have, you're becoming aware. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You have an idea of what's going on. Right. Now, the third one mm-hmm. is your preparation or planning stage. Right. This is when you're like, man, I could I could go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, this is probably the time I, I should start thinking about looking into gym memberships in the area. Yeah. What are the parks near me? Right. You know, what what nutritional 
let's say like a fit flavors what yeah meal prepping spots are near me mm-hmm. what healthier options are there near so, me to uh, eat at instead of mcdonald's go to chipotle right right that type of thing is there a high school track i can go to around yes because you, know? you know you and i are huge fans of that which absolutely i always blows my mind because especially around the st louis area there's so many damn high schools with nice tracks and nice oh, yeah. turf turf utilize that yeah dude utilize that absolutely and again if you need to drive five minutes to a safe park or a clean park or whatever, yeah. or a track near you, five, 10 minutes, whatever, you'll be able to make it, it happen. Yeah. You'll be able to make it happen. The, yeah. the suburbs are available for that if need be, if your area isn't nice or something. Sure. So that's your preparation, planning stage, et cetera, that type of stuff. You start thinking, okay, I can, I can do this thing. Mm-hmm. Number four, and which is pretty much listed, you know, whenever I took college classes, this was listed as the hardest one. Pretty much every article will tell you this is the hardest one is the action stage. Yes. This is when you secure that gym membership and you're showing up two to five to plus days a week, mm-hmm. whatever it is, whatever your number is starting out. And you might, at, again, at the preparation and planning stage and also the action stage, you should be talking more than likely to professional at this point in time. Yes. I know a lot of people can do it through YouTube, but that's not a very high percentage of population that'll be able to convince themselves and learn through yeah. YouTube. I again just get a vet who it is. Again if, if you're gonna do it through social media or like if you choose to go with us as far as online training whenever that's available. Yep. Like obviously you gotta vet us and that's why we are putting in the processes that we are to make sure that you're a good fit for us, we're a good fit for you, etc. But if you're going to if you want to do it through YouTube or social media because maybe you're just too nervous to talk to somebody, number one just get over that fear, okay, and go up and talk to a trainer, talk to someone at a gym. You know, if you go to a bodybuilding-style gym like I do, go up and talk to the bodybuilder people. Go up to the biggest know? guy. Yeah. And he'll yeah. be super helpful. More than often, like, or... More than likely. More than, more than like more than often. Where the <laughs> hell did that come from? Wait, yeah. more, than, more, than, more than likely, that person is going to help you out and be super willing to help out as well. Um they might look the scariest, but they are usually some of the nicest, honestly. Yeah, I, I understand why people would look at Will Bates and be like, is this <laughs> is this a titan? Is it <laughs> you know, is, is this is this literally not a human being? You know, I, I understand why that would be the case, because we still think of that, yeah. that same thing. But turns out Will is one of the nicest human beings we know. He is just one of the it, best best people you could ever meet. <laughs> literally. But he, he looks like he could pick you up and tear you in half. <laughs> well, he probably even, can. Well, yeah, he probably can. <laughs> He just won't. <laughs> That's a big differentiation. He won't tear you in half. Oh, man. But just don't piss him off. Yeah. For the love of God, do not <laughs> piss Will Bates off. Because none of us need that wrath in our life. <laughs> but, guys, so we're talking about this preparation planning, this action stage now. The reason we say more than likely, those of you that are listening, reach out to a professional is because they will be the most helpful and you'll be able to develop a relationship with another human, which is also a good thing. Yes. That'll come along with it. That's another positive of the situation. But if you really trust that person, which I know those of you listening, like a lot of you know us and in general, a lot of you listening, like you probably are listening for a reason. You saw our content, decided you trust us. Mm-hmm. DM us, talk to us in person, whatever it is. Yeah. People like us can help. Yeah. Just like other people you follow that you might have built trust in however long you followed them. You can trust them. Absolutely. So reach out to those type of people. The action stage again, guys, just to reiterate, that is the stage where, you know, you have that gym membership and you're actually utilizing at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Now, the the hard part is this is probably the first three to six months, this action stage. 
is not fluctuating back to another stage. Yeah. To that planning stage, to that pre-contemplation stage, that contemplation stage, whatever it is, mm-hmm. because that is the easiest thing to do, and a high percentage of people do that yes. at this action stage. Yes. Because it's scary. Mm-hmm. That first three to six months is terrifying. And it's hard, too. It, right? it you're is gonna hard. Be, you're going to be sore. You're going to be tired. You're going to be hurting. Yep. Like you, do, you do legs for the first time. You think somebody literally sawed them off the night before. <laughs> right. And you're like, okay, I'm never going to walk again. Right. When in reality, it's just like, no, you're soft and you yeah. haven't worked out yet or, or so. you're or you're just new yeah. to the gym or you're new to the <laughs> gym. <laughs> hey i mean when i was new to the gym i was soft so <laughs> but anyway I, I was soft because i had a lot of extra skin i was like squishy you know <laughs> pudgy a <laughs> <laughs> little bit of pudge going on <laughs> but the final stage guys is our i'm not going to say end goal because it's not the end goal this is the final stage for a reason it's called the maintenance stage mm-hmm. Or some people call it the stage of accomplishment. I've heard that before. Or just you know, right. you feel like you accomplished something. This is still a dangerous stage because, again, like we said, you're like, oh, I achieved the physique I wanted. I I lost that fifty pounds or whatever. I'm done now. Right. And you and I have talked about this before, where percentages show that a lot of the times people lose hundred pounds, they'll put that same weight or more back on. It is a very high like it is a very high probability that it happens, and you have to put the systems in place to make sure this is not the case. Because mm-hmm. it's made the maintenance stage is about falling in love with the process. Health is a process, a lifelong process that never stops. Mm-hmm. You know, you might change your style of training, you might do more running, you might do more strength training, you might do more bodybuilding training, whatever it is. You might change your style of training, but that you never stop training. No, that is the number one thing. You never right. stop training, and you should change your style of training. At oh, times yeah. too, as needed, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then mm-hmm. like we've talked about too, it's always good to to put your body in different situations, different tests. It's also fun. It is very fun. Like objectively, it is a mentally stimulating thing to do to switch up your training. Styles. Absolutely, yeah. I you know I've talked a lot about it here on the podcast, and then just between you and I personally, like this whole like I'm I'm getting into the hybrid training where it's the bodybuilding style with the running, mm-hmm. and like yeah, it sucks. Like it very much sucks, but like it's awesome. I'm loving it. I really am. Yeah, running running is not one of those activities, though. I think a lot of people have this idea. Some people, I there's a few people I know that love running, which is always kind of like yeah, you're, like you have something wrong, like twisted in your head, like some wires sure. crossed at some point sure. in time. But um, but for most people, running is not an enjoyable activity. But oh, I don't like actually enjoy it, but I I am enjoying this. Yes, <laughs> I because and I wanted to clarify that too because the mental beat down and challenge you get from running is mm-hmm. the good part about it yeah is the really enjoyable part about it because you start putting yourself in a different realm especially when you start running longer distances as as you've started finding now mm-hmm. those long distances they they get you into a headspace and it's not about your body at that point in time it is yeah. literally about where you how much you can do in your head how much yeah. you can handle mentally in your head and that's really cool yeah so that's part of that maintenance stage mm-hmm. because once you hit that you'll want those little extra challenges mentally for sure and it might not be a fun thing to do you know, objectively or whatever, right. because I think, I think people imagine exercise is like you're playing a game or something like that. It's like, it, it's supposed to be that way, which right. to us at this point in time, it is. Yeah. If that's how you have to think about it, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yes. But it was all supposed to be hard. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as far as the running, running note, dude, I, I you just made a great point. Once you start going those longer distances and right now I consider for myself, some of you are going to laugh at this that have been running a lot longer, but I consider longer distances for me two or more miles to me that's a long distance right now and i'm i'm completely okay with that because i'm obviously trying to work up to longer and longer and faster times blah 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 but you also really discover a lot about yourself 
you know, because you hit a PR in the gym, you know, on dumbbell bench or something. And yeah, that, that mm. feels great because you had to work a long time for that. Or my biggest goal that I finally accomplished I don't know, a month and a half, two months ago was getting to 10% body fat. I thought you were going to say know. 405. Oh, because that was that was badass. That, which that was sick. That was, was this past sick. winter. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I haven't really deadlifted since that. But um, just for my health, basically. Sure. Even though deadlifting is super fun. <laughs> super deadlifting is awesome. Yeah. And if and if you have the correct, um, what do you call it, IAP inter- intra-abdominal pressure, mm-hmm. then you can actually keep it very safe too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah no, I didn't get hurt from it or anything, but just. But know. it's just not part of your training goals, right? Yeah. Now. Exactly. Put exactly. Simply. Yeah. But if I got to ten percent and was like, all right, sweet. You know, like, I'm good. I got here. Let's get fat again. Like, no, no. Now I'm like, now I'm kind of like, oh, man, like, 8% could be kind of cool. Like, what? Maybe I should I wonder go where, to 5%. Well, I don't have a death wish. Man. But but it's like, the, it's like the next challenge, you know? Now I'm, I'm approaching 9.0 very quickly here, and it's like, you know, like, what, what would 8 look like maybe, yep. you know? Or, or what would be a good maintenance for me that i would be happy with physique wise and then i have to find new ways to challenge me boom that's where running can come in and that was what i was going to say too because because you can add running into that and you can also even look at your in body and check something like muscle mass and that, that could be your next challenge oh yeah you know what can i can i maintain 10 or 9 percent body fat but also my muscle mass goes up by another two to three to five pounds yeah right right i don't know Right. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of where I've been at. You know, I've had, as far as the in-body goes, and we've talked about the the pros and cons of that, but as far as that goes, I've had body fat going down towards 9% consistently for a month and a half now, muscle mass going up, and my body weight going up mm. as well, which is what everyone wants to do, you know, lose body fat, gain muscle, like, yep. obviously, who wouldn't want to do that? Um, but it's just... It's finding those new challenges and, and running has really been that for me for sure. Because the gym, like the gym's gonna be there. That's a staple for me. I'm gonna be there six days a week without a doubt. Like that's yep. just that's how I am, you know. But if I don't consistently find new ways to challenge myself or anybody for that matter, if you don't consistently find ways to challenge yourself in this maintenance stage, because we all three of us in this room would be at that point, mm-hmm. you know, um, then you're gonna get burnt out, you're gonna stop seeing results and you're going to kind of fall out of love with that process that you fell in love with. Which, again, isn't uncommon. No, not so at all. So say that. Not at all. So you have, especially because everybody uses their life events as the next excuse. Sure. Started a new job. I got married. I have kids now. When, in reality, <laughs> those two things, the last two things that I said, married and kids, that should be a reason. Absolutely. That you're staying fit. Set the example for yeah. those kids. Bring your wife with you. Because guess what? I actually heard this great example. You're going to love this. Great example. That if you are bitching all the time, uh, I can't work out because now I have Susie and John in my life. Let's say your kids hear you Mm -hmm. say that. They're going to think that they are the reason mommy is unhappy and unhealthy. Or dad dad is is a slob and unhealthy. They're going to think they are they are these worthless sacks of shit, and they're a problem. They're going to think they're a problem. Yeah. And that's going to be on you because you're whining yes. about them. Oh, they're co- – no. Yeah. No. Like, no they're the reason. The they're the reason you should be fit. By the way, and that's that's one thing that you and you and your husband, husband, wife, whatever, you know what I mean, <laughs> can – You got a figure, husband, bro? Uh, apparently. <laughs> Damn it. 
That's that's definitely there's definitely a meme going in there. <laughs> Apparently, I have a husband <laughs> that I didn't know about. <laughs> um, anyways, your spouse, your spouse. If you you guys need to communicate that at that point in time too, because yeah. I understand. I've talked to plenty of married couples, and we know plenty of married couples who have to structure things a little bit differently. That is something that you guys have to have that conversation. Absolutely, and and obviously. It's very easy for both of us to sit here and, and say these things being unmarried without kids, you know. So we don't we don't have the responsibilities of being in a relationship right now. Okay. But guys, this is what we talk about when we're doing when we're introducing our topics and he talks about the Knights Table episodes and he says, you know, we're a twenty five, a twenty four, and a twenty three year old um, young men. We're trying to bring you guys along so that we can set that path for ourselves. So when the time comes to be a husband, a father, whatever, we're prepared for it. We already have those habits set in. We already have that lifestyle set in so that when those times come, we don't have to face that, that, oh, I don't have time to do this now. Yep. You know? Because we already have the habits established. Exactly. We already have the automated processes in place. Exactly. Just like Atomic Habits. Right. As we talked about. Right. Without like, a doubt. If you already have those processes in place that, oh, yeah, this is how we do things at this time, and it's basically just like clockwork. Right. It makes things much easier. Exactly. Then, so then kind of scrambling to be like, uh, I'm going to go work out at this time, uh, and I'll take the kids to this, and you know, you're all over the right. place. Right. You might just have to yeah. start waking up earlier or going to bed a little bit later so that you can make the time. Yep. You know. So I know, or I hope there's not any of you that are in situations where you're married or have kids. And you're like, what are these guys talking about? Like they don't, they don't have to, they don't have to deal with having kids or deal with having a spouse or anything like that. Okay, we're not hating on that. And we are not yeah. speaking out of pocket here. All we're saying is that don't you want to set the example for your kids? Don't you want to have that a part of your relationship with your spouse? Don't you want those things? Who doesn't want to become a bad MFR? L- literally the you most know? jack guy we know, again, Will Bates, is married with kids. Married with kids. Jeff Lavecchio, who we, you know, obviously both of those guys we had on the podcast, Jeff is now married, has a crazy booming business. Kylie, his now wife, has a crazy booming business. Guess what? They both have time to work out. It can be done. It can be done, without a doubt. Because there's plenty of other examples. And it needs to be but done. There's just two of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it, exactly. you're right. It needs to be done. It's not a can be. It needs to be. It, need, it, it needs to be part of your life spe- as any human being, mm-hmm. but especially as a father. 100%. Especially as a father. 100%. Now, guys, I wanted to give you – so you just heard our five stages of change here. The five stages of change, again – Pre-contemplation, the do-nothing stage. Contemplation, you're like, okay, I might have a problem. Preparation, planning, okay, you're thinking about getting into things, you're you know, you're know, researching experts, all that type of stuff. Action stage, you're taking action first three to six months and you're getting after this thing. Then there's the maintenance stage. Mm-hmm. Again, this is where you maintain this. Obviously, it's a stage of accomplishment. You continue having health as a priority in your yeah. life. Now, I want to give two quick tools as well. Number one, if you're obese, I mean like, not just overweight, you're obese, and you objectively can say that your BMI says it, your body fat says it, mm-hmm. you need to be cutting out alcohol. Mm. You, you, because there's already enough, your body fat percentage enough already lowers your testosterone as it is, and this goes for men and women, because women mm-hmm. do need testosterone, newsflash. Sure. Um, but your body fat and your cortisol levels already are decreased your tests like crazy. You do not need to add alcohol into that mix. Correct. I'm, I mean, even a drink. Honestly, it's one of those things. If you're obese at this point in time and you're that overweight, just cut it out. Yeah, like it, it needs to be zero. I, I can't, I can't disagree one like, bit. Sorry, like at some point in time, you're gonna have to get over the fact that you cannot be compromising this. Yeah, and you need to do that. Then number two, 
and we talked about this one before, but I will reiterate it multiple times in other episodes too, is CICO, which is C-I-C-O, calories in, calories out. Every bit of research determines that this is correct. Again, if you if your maintenance calories, you determine your maintenance calories, you could literally go online and look up maintenance calorie calculator. And let's say it's 2,000. That's like the regular nutritional guidelines and whatnot. Right. Which a lot of the times is not it's, accurate. It's not, it's not going to be accurate, but let's say it's 2,000. Sure. Just for example here. Sure. If your maintenance calories are 2,000, that means that you need to cut down to, let's say, 1,800 calories. Right. And you will lose weight if you yes. do that. Yes. Again, at least track the, your calories for like a week just to get an idea of what you're looking at. And then, guess what? Even if you eat your McDonald's and get 1,800 calories out of that, you're still going to be losing weight. It's num- It's a yeah. numbers game. Now, we also want to point out that whole foods are going to make this process a lot easier. Oh, yeah. Because if you eat a solid you know, farm-fed chicken breast, it's going to satiate you a lot better than a Big Mac will. 100%. A lot better. You're going to feel full longer. It's going to work out better for you. Yeah. Protein intake is another one along yep. that same Seco line right there. Yeah. So those are two tools that you should be implementing right away when you notice there's a problem here. And if you're overweight, same thing. If you're overweight, you know, let's un- say by un- underweight, you mean? Uh, well, un- underweight, yes. Um, but what I was saying is like this was like the obese category I was talking oh, to there. Oh. But yeah, but underweight, hundred yeah, percent. Because yeah, yeah. especially in my case, I, I basically just had to force feed myself. Yeah. Uh, which, you know. Doesn't sound enjoyable to anybody, but truthfully, I I like the results. If you want to gain weight, you're going to have to. Exactly. So I I don't really mind it looking back on it. Right. But if you're overweight, let's say 30 to 50 pounds or whatever, you're going to use pretty much the same tools. You know, again, could you have a drink or two with your wife, a glass of wine with your wife a week then? You probably have more leeway to do so. But in reality, if you're not at a place you want to be, I don't think alcohol needs to be in that mix. Yeah. I really I really just don't. Yeah. It, and if you need to cut it out for six months, ooh, <laughs> so scary. Right. Alcohol is – if alcohol is that much of a vice on you that you cannot go without it, by the way, that's also a really concerning thing. 100%. Really concerning thing. <clears throat> is it is it fun to drink and do that stuff with friends and whatnot? It can be. can be. Absolutely. But, again, if you're at a place physically where you know you shouldn't be at, it shouldn't be a part of right. your diet. Right. It shouldn't be a part of your intake at yeah. all. At all. Yeah. But yeah. I just want to add to your, you know, your calorie counting, food tracking note there. Guys, I uh I'm gonna pull up my my own my fitness pal app here, which is the one I highly recommend it is. Well transparency. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. I have tracked for one thousand two hundred and forty four straight days. One thousand two hundred and forty four straight days. Badass. And I can fully Without a doubt, confidently say, I would not have gone from 265 to now 194 without tracking every single day those past 1,244 days. I can fully say that because that's how good of a tool it is, and that's how effective it can be. You don't have to do that, okay? He, he said to start with a week. I'm a full, personally, I'm a full advocate for tracking every day, and I think it really, really allows people to have an understanding of what they are actually eating, how much or how little, because most of you have absolutely no idea how much you're actually putting in your body. Yep. And you're like, man, why did I gain 10 pounds in a month? Well, <laughs> probably because you don't realize that you're eating 4,000 calories every single day. And I can promise you, you're not burning 4,000 a day. Okay. So I personally am a full advocate, and we've talked about this some too. I'm a yep. full advocate for tracking every day. It doesn't, for me anyway, it has not caused 
a bad relationship with food whatsoever. It just can be a wake-up call yeah. sometimes. You yeah. know, if I'm consistently seeing days where I'm in the thirty-five to 4,000 range, you know, 3,500 to 4,000 range, I'm kind of like, hey, like, these are a little bit too high of days here, you know? That probably that probably could work, though, for your running days along with, with uh, lifting, could. right? Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes I do have those days, sure. you know, where I just expend a lot more energy. So I need that fuel, huh. 100%. Interesting what he just said. Yeah, right. He's working off of energy expenditure, guys. Yeah. That's pretty pretty easy point there. Interesting. About as simple point as possible there. Right. Oh, he burned enough calories, he can eat this many calories exactly. now. Exactly, exactly. Hmm. So I just wanted to add to that, like, I think tracking your food – and, and tracking your calories is a must um, to make progress. That's that's what I have seen in my own personal experience. You can go to my Instagram. You can see the differences from several years ago to now. Love it. Um, so, I yeah. I, I, want, I wanted to it. say, too, guys, as part of un, untapped training, we're going to have that as part of it right. when it comes to nutrition and whatnot and helping you guys establish where you're at with that. Mm -hmm. Now, again, we're not claiming we're dietitians or something like that. Of no. course not. But can we give you a lot of help with that? Absolutely. We do 100%. have a lot of experience in that area. And again, for those of you that it might cause a bad relationship with food when it comes to calorie counting, intuitive eating is something we know how to work with as well. Yeah. Yeah. So just all about making adjustments. Exactly. Yeah. Now, again, Wartz is 100% right. If you have a specific number in mind, if you're at 250, you want to get to 220, tracking your calories is going to be the way to do it because 100%. it's going to be the most accurate way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. It will. All right, well, guys, that's going to be the main content of Season 3, Episode 17, what we would do if we were fat. If we were <laughs> disgusting. If we were disgusting. <laughs> so at the end of all of our episodes, our wonderful producer, who was pretty quiet in this episode, Mitch, you still breathing over there? Yeah, I suck this swamp water when I go upstairs. No, he was, he was, he was, <gasps> petting, he was petting the cat over there. Him, him, and, him and Moke were having a good time. He, uh, Mitch will ask us a Q&A question that is submitted by you guys, the listeners or the viewers. Um you can submit those to us a couple different ways. So Instagram DMs is number one, um, or just one way, which is at untapped.llp. It is also in both of our personal bios. Mm -hmm. um, you can email them to us, which is extrications at gmail.com. Extrication is spelled on this beautiful flag behind him for those of you on video. <laughs> uh, there's also an email button on our Instagram uh, profile. Or you can text them to us individually if you do have our numbers. All of the questions then get passed over to Money Mitch. They stay at his desk. He goes through them. He picks one out. He does his thing. Go ahead. All righty. Um, what impact on y'all's mental space has the fitness journey had on you? So you were talking a little bit about your story closer to the... He said y'all's. <laughs> What's wrong he with that? He's his country over here. What? That, was, that killed me. Sorry. <laughs> Anywho. This guy just can't focus on anything. Yeah, I, I, apparently not. Do you see what he said? Y'all's mental spaces. Oh, I, I heard it. I was like, okay. I've never heard Mitchell say y'all once in his life. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> He's I'm lying. not <laughs> even kidding. I say it. I don't know. He's like, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I've just never heard Mitchell say no, it he's, once. He, he's, he's lying. He's racist against us. Now. Yeah, he's he's lying live on air. He doesn't like country. Oh, people. I have a mullet, but yeah. I don't say y'all. Yeah, get out of here, oh, Billy Ray real. Cyrus head ass. Come on now. <laughs> All right. Anywho, <laughs> did you say Billy Ray Cyrus? Oh, oh my gosh. All right. Okay. All right. Anyway. So I guess with the question, you were talking a little bit about your story at close to the beginning mm -hmm. of the podcast. Um. And you were mentioning how there's there was some depression mm -hmm. associated with that. I I forget who I heard this from the the other day, but not everyone. You're not going to be happy every single day, right? Mm -hmm. you, we're not going to be wake up. Oh yeah, probably for Mark. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It, actually, probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. Um. But 
how has it changed your day-to-day mental, you know, just in general, your mm-hmm. mental aspect, the way you think about the world, the way you carry yourself? How, how has your guys' fitness journey changed that? Yeah. Um, I think at least the first two that come to mind for me is, you know, and I know it's not always great to have pride in yourself and whatnot, and there's a lot of, you know, things that point to not having that in you, but it's okay at times. So I think it's allowed at least for me to have some pride in myself, be proud, you know, of what, what I've accomplished, what I've overcome throughout the, the past, you know, whatever it is, three, four years. Um, and allowing myself to be proud as well. That doesn't mean get complacent, but just like, like, dude, you're doing all right. Like you're doing good. You know, like you can be proud of yourself. Um, but also to just show me the value of hard work, you know, the value of what putting in the time, putting in the effort when maybe no one's around watching, no one's, you know, cheering you on like in a game or something, but like it's just you and it's that dude in the mirror, you know, and it's just you and the weights, you and the the track or wherever you might run or walk or whatever. Um, so it's really, really taught me the value of hard work. There's no doubt about that. And I know for 100% certainty or with 100% certainty that will carry over into our success with the business and all of these things Without that we want doubt. to accomplish both together and individually. You know, I have no doubt in my mind that that the things I have learned over the course of the past three to four years will 100% carry on and carry with me for the rest of my life. You know, so anytime that, I feel like giving up on a certain thing or we feel like giving up on a certain thing. Like we both know how to pull ourselves out of that mindset, you know, and turn it around really quick. And I think that also has then allowed us to be able to help other people through that using our stories, using our experiences, using our um, transformations, not just physically, but also mentally. And it, it'll help other people change their lives too. And that's exactly why we created this brand, created this business and exactly why we're going to be including some of the things we will be including in our training. It's not only going to be physical training, guys. Um, it's going to be pretty freaking sweet. It really is. And um, It's going to be gross. Really, really excited about that. But um, at least those are the first two things that come to my mind. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely say on my end that I've just had um, a much clearer head. You know, because I... That's a good one, dude. Don't get me wrong. Was I, especially, and I, I always look back to college because college is the time where I was just in limbo in general. Just because, you know, one, I was I was a whiner, to be honest with you, in you college. Like a lot of wine. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, not in college, but um, after. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, but I was very much a. I, I guess complainer is probably an easier word to describe it there. But I, I would definitely be very always like the must be nice and negative crowd and whatnot mm-hmm. when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I was, I was physically active, but I was, I working out and learning in my classes. Yes, I was because I, I've told you this before, but my exercise class I did super well in. Yeah. And I, to this day got 85% plus in every one of those classes did super well. And I, it, it shows why I love doing what I do now. For sure. But Whenever I really got serious about fitness was when I came back home, mm-hmm. and that was four years ago now. I don't, wow, I'm old as shit. Um, it's probably a little yeah. bit longer than that, right? <laughs> Might be longer in four years, actually, now you say that, which is kind of weird. Um, but 
whenever I did, that was when I really got serious. And that's when I really jumped back into actually working in the space too. And yeah, like a clearer head is just the easiest way to put it. My, cause my perceived ADHD and whatnot that I got diagnosed when I was younger, I, in the last four and a half plus years or whatever it's been, I've used that as a crutch. Never. Like I've only, I, I've, I've talked to you about this. That, that's why I feel like it's good that I can focus on multiple things at a time. Mm-hmm. It's actually a positive thing. It's and almost can, a blessing in disguise. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and I see, anyway. I see a lot of people in the ADHD space using it as just, I'm just going to whine about it and bitch about sure, it. And that's yeah. it. I believe that's called reframing. It's a actual term where yeah, you, I think you're where right. you reframe stuff. It could be a negative thing objectively, mm-hmm. but you reframe it in a positive light, mm-hmm. and typically that results in a positive outcome. Yeah. It's what I think. It's, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's what Tate. Uh, it's what Tate talks about with uh, depression. Well, he said he like for himself. He like just says depression. Well, you're a misogynist for even bringing up Andrew Tate. Yeah, so. sure. We shouldn't talk about him. We'll get canceled. Yeah. Um, totally real human trafficking charges. Totally real. Um, but <laughs> but. But he, but he says he reframes it for himself. <laughs> yeah, where the conspiracy goes, <laughs> um, he reframes it for himself and like he doesn't believe depression is real because he doesn't let it have any power over him. Mm. Just like ADHD for me, I reframed it to the point where it's actually a useful tool for me. Mm-hmm. So I treated that way instead of it's like a mental disorder. I treat it as a, oh, this is a useful thing that I can utilize in positive ways. Yeah. So that's exercises helped me a bunch with that. Now yeah. with that, we're not saying reframe obesity as a good thing man hey, I'm, that's a, as much as we laugh that's actually really yeah man thing. i'm yes fat. it is if i roll down some stairs i won't get hurt it's a good thing like no yeah there yeah. there is i can sit by myself on a plane well that's because you take up three seats i would say actually I, <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me um, it's like, <laughs> yeah. By, by the way, we ev- are not designing larger plane seats. Ev- every, everyone's worst fear: you, you, you have an aisle seat, a person's in the window seat, then this, just this beefcake pulls up and has the middle seat. <laughs> beefcake, <laughs> bro. That's everyone. That is the, that is up. the worst fear of probably everyone who's ever been on yeah. a plane. Is you or, just have this unit, this yeah. sweat dripping all over yeah. you. Yeah, literally. Literally. Yeah. Or like going to a Cardinals game or something, and it's just like like. You and, you and I have seen that plenty of that at Cardinals. Some just freaking slugs, <laughs> <laughs> like like the the, the slug <laughs> thing from Monsters Inc. Oh, Mike was. <laughs> I was gonna say they're part of the Hut Clan. That's what I was That's gonna say. Jab, it's Jabba's family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> the Hut family. Jabba the Hut. <laughs> yeah, Jabba made to Earth finally. Oh He's not on Tatooine anymore. <laughs> Anyway, let's wrap this up here. <laughs> but the other the last thing I was going to say is my confidence. 100%. Oh, I, yeah. In general, I just feel a much more confident human. You know, like, it's funny, but I'm not scared of talking to women anymore. Yeah. <laughs> still to a certain point, yes, because they are still scary to a certain point, of course. Sure. Um, but I can ha- like I can be myself in a larger group of people, in mm-hmm. a larger room of people, and be less self-conscious about it. Yeah. You know, I can, I can speak up in a room because I feel like I have just more confidence in myself because yeah. of my physical appearance and my physical capability right. that it also gives me more mental assurance in myself mm-hmm. so to speak mm-hmm. so yeah yeah mm-hmm. even even doing things like the podcast that we have now for oh. well over a year yeah, you know, yeah quickly approaching two years actually. at first it was terrifying it was it Look, was very yeah we're gonna set up a camera and have it film us and like we gotta talk we're, to a we're, camera. Gonna, we're gonna put it on spotify and they're gonna hit, listen to our voice yeah they're gonna go from listening to drake to listening to us yeah yeah well drake paints his nails so they really <laughs> should be listening to us 
and that's it. But I, sh- I shave my legs, so. Well, I think painting nails <laughs> beats out shaving your legs in this scenario. Sure, very fair. I could be wrong. Very, very fair. But, uh, yeah, no, we'll go with that for sure. 100% agree. Yep, yep. Mitch, I'm curious. Go, go ahead, Mitch. You know, he was about to say something. I'm just going to say he's a tad zesty at times. That's all right. Tad sus, yeah. Uh, sorry I have diced legs with veins in them. No, I'm just saying you're you're a little zesty. No. He's saying you're a little gay. No, I, I understand. <laughs> I I work around. I have a baseball team that is full of 13-year-olds. I know what zesty means. Weren't you gay? <laughs> is that what they tell you? Our coach is gay. Yeah. That's probably what they say. <laughs> Yes, you're. Uh, I, I want to make some comments right now, but I. I, I know. Can't. I, I'm like. I can't. I'm like toning certain things. I can't. Were you I asking can't. for my opinion? Yes, I was going to decision see what making. Would... There you go. That's mine. I was thinking about that as you mm. guys were talking. It, you can come That's to really conclusions, or you're able to make decisions confidently without second guessing yourself. Yeah. Even if that decision does end up being wrong, mm-hmm. you're able to, again, take value from that mm. poor. De- poor decision from that decision that may have been incorrect mm-hmm. and still able to turn it into something fairly productive. Absolutely. This was Mary I, Monday I number that. 106 yeah. for me uh, two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. We talked about this, talked about decisions and and, and um, literally what you just said, learning from decisions that don't go the way you want them to. But can you take what happened in that? Can you learn from it and then adapt and apply? You know? the, fa- the fact that you're able to... It's not being scared have, to make a decision. Yeah. Right. You won't shy away from it. Right. And that dude, was, that was in dude that's, and that all loops in with confidence and whatnot. Yes. 100%. And yeah. that loops back into your uh, whatever the, the five-step thing was. Yeah, yeah. Five yeah. stages of change, yeah. Um, hey, wait a pay attention, Mitch. Where, <laughs> Thanks for listening to the episode, Mitch. Working over here. Anywho. <laughs> um, where you're debating going to the gym. You make right. that decision right away. Right. right then and there. We've talked about that with 75 yep. hard. Yeah. Instead of debating it, you go. You that's, go. That's, you the, that's that maintenance the stage. Yeah, 100%. You take action. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. it's, yeah. Being physically fit is, and physically capable, 100%. Anybody that tells you it doesn't mentally connect is lying to you. Yeah. To your face. Because th- what we're talking about right now is all, like Mitchell said, it's a part of the mental journey yes, of it. Without a doubt. Because, and genuinely too, as, as a man as well, what I've noticed is you can garner more respect from other males around you. For too. sure. Like it's, it's easier to, in my opinion, it's easier to develop better friendships because of that, yeah. of the physical capabilities yeah. and whatnot, especially with other men who are also physically capable and right. whatnot, which is because right. uh, you end up just meshing minds in a really great way. 100%. And it, I, yeah. And that's and that's been shown in like, you know, evolution and yeah. statistics and whatnot that men that respect each other also mesh better. Right. But well, because if 100%. You, if you find another man that is f- visibly, physically fit you know that he understands the value of hard work and you know that he has yes. confidence. You know that he is able to make decisions. So everything that all three of us just said, we know that that even even if they're using steroids, they still know the value of those things. They still feel those things. Yep. They've gone through those things, you know? So it's 100% right. All, and all these mental things, they're going to be sub- subconscious. Yes. A lot of, a lot of times yes. you, you won't notice that you maybe respect somebody that's in better physical condition. Yeah. You, might, you might not notice you have a little more confidence until you really think about it. You might not right. notice that you know you really value hard work until you really think about it. Right. It's going to be subconscious. Yeah. That's yeah. what's really cool because it almost like automates the process in your head. Right. And yeah, physical fitness is the best, dude. It really is, man. I, I love exercise. It's, it's the number it's one awesome. thing. It's the yeah. foundation, and it's also non-negotiable without a doubt. It is completely non-negotiable. Yeah, Absolutely. Love it. So, guys, that is going to be the conclusion of Season 3, Episode number 17. Again, what we would do if we were fat. 
Okay. We just gave you a ton of value in this episode. So guys, please share the show. Okay. Spotify and Apple Music both make it super easy to share it to your Instagram stories. Tell people about it. Text them a little, the link to it. Also, please rate the show. It's been a while since we've asked you guys to do oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good call. I think Apple Music has that. I know for sure that Spotify does. Apple does. Okay, cool. Mm. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, run that YouTube up. Yep. Even even if you even if you just jump on, give us a like, hop back off, cool. Yeah. It, it's, it helps us, guys. It we really also does. have other content on there. You know, we other also have other funny content yes, on there. Yes. Yeah. So, guys, until next time, peace and love. Thanks, ladies and gents.